This is Equipping Eve, the podcast that seeks to equip women with fruits of truth from God's Word. In his second letter to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul wrote, But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. A sincere and pure devotion to Christ begins by being grounded in his word. So let's open our Bibles, ladies, and prepare to feast on the truth God has given us. Well, hello, ladies, and welcome to Equipping Eve. I'm your host, Erin Benziger, and you, like me, have probably heard over and over and over again in the past six months the phrase... We are living in unprecedented times. That's because we are. And so I want to ask you ladies, how are you hanging in there? It's been a rough six months, hasn't it? On the off chance that this is being listened to in the future, but it would have to be like 50 years from now for someone to not know about 2020. But for context, this is 2020. We are in the midst of a global pandemic and have been for quite some time. And that's on top of all the other craziness of 2020. And here in America, we have our own set of crazy. And of course, the rest of the world has their own pieces of crazy. And it's all rolled into one weird year called 2020. I mean, here in America, at least we've had what we've had murder hornets, um, hurricanes. I'm missing something. We've had so many strange things. And I just read a headline the other day that they're releasing genetically modified mosquitoes somewhere in Florida. And that just sounds like a weird, horrible idea. We are living in unprecedented times. This year has wreaked so much havoc on people's business, people's life, people's finances, just everything. Businesses, schools, churches have either closed or had to quickly adapt to a new way of functioning in order to continue to exist. It's just we were forced into a completely different way of life. As technologically advanced as we thought we were, overnight we suddenly had to go from meeting in conference rooms to meeting in on Zoom or uh, over WebEx or whatever, over the computer. Now some of us, I work from home all the time, that wasn't a big deal. I'm used to it. It was kind of nice not to have everybody else in a room while I was the only one on the phone. But for a lot of people that was a whole new way of thinking and a whole new way of interacting and a whole new way of getting their work done. And some businesses couldn't do that and they had to close. Small businesses have had to close. The protests that have just been ripping our cities apart have destroyed small businesses that have worked so hard to be successful and to sustain their owners. Their owners have worked so hard to to have their business sustain them. And the churches were just used to getting up on Sunday morning. We go to church. We all smile and laugh and shake hands. We sing a few songs. We listen to a sermon. We go home. And that had to change. We suddenly had to figure out a way to get the word of God out there without having people in the pews 
And it shouldn't have been as difficult as it was, but it was. And yet life ensues, doesn't it? Life goes on in the providence of God. Life in 2020 is proceeding exactly as God has planned. And we all know this. At least I think most of us listening today know and understand God's providence over all circumstances of life. And it's really easy to praise him or to give lip service to that providence when things are going well. You know, God in his providence has um, given us this promotion or this new house or this baby or whatever it might be. But when life gets tough or when our conveniences or our preferences are threatened, we get uneasy, don't we? We may even get angry. And here in America, or the Western world probably, we take on a deserving entitlement attitude. And it seems to me anyway that adversity reveals the heart of a man or a woman. James Lane Allen uh, actually has, there's a popular quote you've probably heard similar to that. It says, adversity doesn't build character, it reveals it. And I think that's half right. I think it does reveal our character, but I also think adversity builds character because when I look at the Bible, that's what I see. Turn with me, ladies, to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 3. I'm reading from the ESV today, ladies. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. In these verses, ladies, I see character and faith being built through adversity. Peter's audience was enduring a time of persecution, and so this is an encouraging word to them. That Jesus Christ, according to his mercy, has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. This life, kind of stinky. The life to come that you've been promised through Jesus Christ, kind of amazing. Now, right now, you're grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We aren't promised a rose garden in this life as Christians, and we've talked about that very thing in the past, ladies. You can go look at the archives. I think it's called 
we aren't promised a rose garden, something to that effect. In fact, quite the opposite, isn't it? If you turn back with me, ladies, to 2 Timothy chapter 3. I don't have it marked, so I have to get there. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, Paul writes, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. And so that speaks to persecution, so we can expect persecution. But nowhere in Scripture are we promised that we're going to have a rosy life, uh, setting persecution aside, that um, things are always going to go our way, that... Um, you know, because we're born in America, we're always going to have those you know, wonderful rights as Americans. Of course, that's the beauty of America. But we aren't promised those constitutional rights in Scripture. The Constitution is not the Bible. And we aren't promised that we won't endure sickness or financial hardship or um, strain between our family and friends. We're not promised any of that. And in fact, the Psalms so often speak to, um, we, we hear the psalmist saying to God, you know, why do the wicked prosper? We look around us and those who don't love God and don't serve Christ they're doing great. Like their life does look like a rose garden. And here we are. And ours just isn't one. And when 2020 hit, we all realized that we aren't promised a rose garden. Saved or unsaved, right? The rain falls on the just and the unjust. And 2020 fell on the just and the unjust. But moving beyond 2020 and just looking at trials and hardships in general. I don't know about you, but there are times when I am really grieved by my own response to trials because it reveals my weaknesses, it reveals my lack of faith, and it may even reveal my sin. And I don't like having those things revealed, do you? No. But yet at the same time, it helps us go to God in prayer mortify the sin, strengthen those weaknesses through God's enabling power. And as we watch God carry us through the trial, through the fire, very rarely around it, our faith is strengthened. And that's what Peter's talking about, isn't it? That those trials strengthen your faith. And they draw us closer to the Lord in prayer. They draw us to scripture. And quite frankly, I think that's why we as Christians don't get that rose garden that it sometimes looks like the unsaved have received. And I've learned as I've walked through many trials and difficulties in my life, and I will no doubt continue to learn it every time I approach another one, I've learned that God is still sovereign and he is still working all things to his glory, whether that looks the way that I think it should look or not. And what I've seen as a common Christian response to 2020 
honestly, it grieves me as well. It's as if we've forgotten that Christ is on his throne. It was like, oh no, we can't meet in churches. Oh, the church is going to shrivel up and die. No, Christ will build his church. He's done it in China, where they've been meeting in secret for an awfully long time. He's done it in many countries that way. Christ will build his church. He doesn't need you to be able to go to your big fancy building on Sunday morning to do it. Yes, we're called to gather. We're called to be in fellowship, of course. But at the start of this whole thing, when we didn't know what was going on, it was wiser for all of us to keep to ourselves and to trust that the Lord would continue to build his church. Imagine how many people probably turned on a live stream where they wouldn't have walked into a church in 2019. They didn't want to deal with that, but it's safer to check it out online. And now, hey, that church down the street that didn't have a live stream before, now they have one and I can look and see what they do, what they're about. How many more people were exposed to the gospel and to God's word through this pandemic? But instead, we, as Christians collectively, we panicked because life got tough. And instead of leaning on the Lord, we cried persecution in many instances when persecution wasn't there. We forgot that Christ, like I said, knows how to build his church and that he is building it in spite of how difficult it seems to be to us from the outside. Life ensues, ladies. Life has gone on. It just looks a little bit different. But God knew exactly what it would look like. And no pandemic, no natural disaster, no sin can stop God's plan from unfolding. And so those are just kind of my rambly thoughts for today um, in the midst of the weirdness that is 2020 and just looking at them in the broader context of life, Christian life, walking with the Lord on this fallen earth. And so I hope that gives you some things to reflect on, ladies. As an endorsement today, I have thoroughly been enjoying the flowers in my landscaping. I don't have a garden in my landscaping this year. They just have brought me some unexpected joy and smiles and happiness. And I know that sounds really trite, but it's true. It's just the, the vibrant colors and just watching God take something from a seed or a small plant and just grow it into something so beautiful, something that only he could create. And I can stand there and water it in the morning, but he's still causing it to grow. And seeing that application, which is a whole other episode, of how only God can cause the growth. It's amazing. And it's a lesson in faith. And it's a lesson in thankfulness. And so I encourage you to find some beautiful flowers. Maybe they're um, in the floral department at your grocery store. That's okay. Go buy yourself a bouquet of flowers or just go look at them and see how pretty they are. Um, go find a botanical gardens near you. Something, something like that. I just encourage you to enjoy that aspect of nature before fall sets in and things start to die. As a parting thought, ladies, I'd like to encourage you to consider what has 2020 done to build your faith and character and what has it revealed about them? Good, bad, indifferent, just some things to think about, some things that I've been thinking about. All right, ladies, until next time, get in your Bibles, get on your knees, and get equipped. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.